0: Welcome to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast, helping entrepreneurs tackle real world problems in their businesses with tips, tricks, and advice from other solopreneurs. In this episode, I sit down with cash flow expert Alvin Narcy. He shared with me his personal journey through entrepreneurship and how he takes his hard learned lessons and helps others navigate their own path towards cash freedom. Hello, and welcome to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast, the podcast where entrepreneurs come to hear tips, tricks, and advice from other entrepreneurs about what it takes to run a business in all types of industries, and my guests share how they turn their passions into business. I'm your host, Megan Anderson, and in this episode, I'm joined by Alvin Narcy. Trained as a pharmacist in Melbourne, Australia, Alvin bought his first business as a partnership a few years after he graduated from university. Since that time, he's had an exciting journey buying and selling multiple pharmacy businesses in Australia over the past 16 years. After purchasing his first business, Alvin learned that as a pharmacist, he was trained as a clinician but didn't get trained on how to run a business. So with the help of coaches and mentors and a feverish appetite for freedom and adventure, Alvin quickly learned how to utilize and leverage systems to ensure the businesses he owned were fulfilling his lifestyle goals. Ultimately, he discovered it boils down to implementing the basics into a business, focusing on cash flow and profit, and from day one setting everything up so the business can run on its own. Now, Alvin has sold all his businesses and is focusing on traveling the world and helping other business owners. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. How are you, Alvin?
1: Uh, Awesome. I'm great, Megan. Thank you so much for having me here. Thanks for the opportunity. And Wow, you make me sound really good. Thanks.
0: always funny when people read your bio back to you, you go, Oh yeah, I do that. (laughs) So let's start just a little bit with share. I know we kind of, you bought and you were in the pharmacy business and you kind of had to learn the hard way. So share just a little Mm -hmm. bit in your own words, what that journey was like struggling through those first years of going, Oh, I don't even know how to do this. Cause I know a lot of the audience has that or is experiencing that right now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So in the beginning, um, I was quite young when I got into business, I was 26 or 27 years old and I got into a partnership. Um, my fellow partners were a little bit older. They were a little bit uh, actually a lot older than me. And, um, you know, they were quite interested in cruising along with their business. They had sort of like a a third partner and, um, you know, we were just cruising along. But I was really young. I was really hungry. And so when I came into the business, I had all these fantastic ideas and I tried them all in the first week and they didn't work. So then after that, I was like, what am I going to do here? Because I'm really interested in growing my businesses um, and you know, getting more pharmacies and that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial type thing. Um, so in the beginning, it was really, really tough. I tried everything I thought I had known. And then I had come across uh, a business coach um, and I got in touch with him, kind of understood his process, how he went about it. And then I started working with my business coach, Casey, uh, to help me grow the businesses, put systems into place um, and really take it from there. So that was really, really, that happened uh, about 18 months into my business journey.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty common experience for a lot of entrepreneurs. They're like, I got this, I can do this, I'm trained in something. You happen to be pharmaceutical, you know, background. Some people, you know, oh, I left a job and I know how to do this. And then that reality hits, it goes, oh, my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing.
1: Absolutely. And so as a pharmacist, you're like, okay, I've got to now, obviously, I'm taking care of patients and then I happen to own a business now, so I've got to look after the team and oh, there's this thing called marketing, great, and I've got to pay bills, and then how do I juggle all that? And all of a sudden, when it comes to paying bills, I'm running out of cash, like, oh, what's going on? i got to pay the tax man, like, ah.
0: You do, and, it, and I think, and I love how you kind of took that experience and turned it into helping other businesses with cash flow because let's talk a little bit about the difference between cash and profits because they aren't the same thing, and I know you kind of know that. But that cash flow versus profits, and how that actually works in a small
1: absolutely. So I mean, we've all heard the um, you know the tale that cash is king, and so basically, cash, based on my experience, and then from with helping clients, cash is physically what you need to pay your suppliers, um, pay your team, pay yourself. And you know I would be trading, and when it would come to that end of the week or the end of the month, I would realize that oh my god I've actually got no money in the bank account. But then you know I would speak to my accountant and I'm like well hang on you're making profits you're making money I was like where's my money going you know, and so basically working with Casey and you know further education just made me realize there's actually when the cash comes into the business how you should sort of hold on to the cash. And, you know, how you can actually delay paying suppliers, a little bit of working with your suppliers and basically just sort of tracking the flow of cash through your business gives you a better understanding of the way your business operates and how the cash flows. Um, And that was just a real eye opener. Once I was able to understand that, um, everything just got really interesting because I was, you know, it just became such an eye opener.
0: Yeah. And it's, it is interesting how, like you said, you talk to the accountant or at the end of the year and, and it says you're a profitable business. And then you look at the bank account and go, I, what? No. no, Cause to ourselves, you know, if we came from a W2 job, it's that money in the bank that, that means I'm profitable. Yes. It's totally different yes. business. So I know you do a lot of with, with your clients about that recording the forecasting pieces. So Talk to us about the importance or, you know, how you kind of work with setting up some systems around understanding that cash flow.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, Megan, all of this stuff sounds basic and it really is. But what I find is, and even I sort of knew about it when I was starting out, but it's not until you do it that you realize that it's the basic things, the fundamentals really, that lay the foundations so, when I work with clients or when I was running my businesses, the first thing I would do is just the simple act of recording the flow of cash through your business. So simple, just what your credits are, what your debits are, what's left over at the end of each week. And by tracking your cash flow, just simply recording it for 13 weeks gives you an amazing picture of what's happening in your business. And it's so silly. Like you just have a Google spreadsheet and you're just recording numbers. You're not doing anything else, but just by recording, you can start to see patterns. You can start to see where the money's going and, oh, maybe if I adjust this and perhaps pay this a little bit later, and you can see the cash at the end of the week, or depending how you record it, it can can go up. And once you start to manage your cash a lot better and record it, then, you know, and then it makes it a lot easier to project. Um, I was talking to some clients at the moment and, you know, where obviously what's happening at the moment around the world is, you know, we're expecting some consumable costs to go up, electricity and um, that kind of thing. So when you project your cash forward, because it's based on 13 weeks of your business previously, we can sort of play with the numbers and go, okay, if for instance, our fuel costs are going to go up 20%, how does that look like 13 weeks down the track? And then, you know, we know we might hit a bump, like, oh my God. We're probably going to run out of cash here. So we can start to plan like, okay, shall we start to increase our prices? Maybe we might hold off on this payment. We might not purchase this. Just really simple stuff. I know it sounds so simple, but it it really, it just does wonders. People just think, oh my God. It's and so I, basic. It's the cool
0: basic water. stuff. It's amazing. And I think some of it boils down to, you know, I don't know in Australia, but in, in the United States, it's this way. We get zero financial education unless we seek it out. And it seems simple just tracking it, but it's mind-blowing to go, oh, my gosh. You know, sometimes sometimes you start a business and you're like, I am not making enough money to even cover my bills. Huh. Exactly. Or, wow, there's more. And so those ahas, and I love how you said weekly. I used to do bookkeeping for clients and I'm like, get in there weekly. Look at it, on it. Look at the little tiny nuances for a time. So it's huge.
1: It's so huge. And in the beginning, I know for me it was, and for a lot of my clients it is, it can get a little bit overwhelming in the beginning because I think, um, well, I'm a scientist or a technician or a pharmacist and, you know, but a lot, a lot of us can go, oh, what do I classify this as? Why do I classify that as? And we can get caught up in the weeds in that. But really, if we simplify, just put a simple line entry, as long as we're consistent over the next 13 weeks, we don't have to get it right. As long as we're recording everything, we can start to build some sort of story that our business is telling us. Um, it gets easier and easier.
0: Exactly. And, and I think that that flows into, I'm going to use a term and explain it. It flows into our KPIs. Okay, let's, let's explain that one. What's a KPI? How do we use them? And this data that you've created over this 13 weeks, how does that actually help you as you go forward?
1: hundred percent. Okay, yeah, so a lot of business owners gloss over key performance indicators or KPIs. So basically, you know, um, I didn't make this up. Uh, Michael Gerber talked about this way back in the day. I think he did um, the emyth and he also came up with this uh, really good saying that what gets measured gets managed. Mm-hmm. So key performance indicators, what I realized when I was running my businesses is like, I'm doing all these things. I'm doing marketing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. How do I know what's working? And because I would try something for two weeks and it's like, it's not working. I thought it wasn't working. And then i try another strategy and I'd do something else. But key performance indicators are picking some metrics in your business that will really move the needle, whatever it is for your business. I mean, you know, generally across the board for most businesses, we could look at some metrics like profitability, free cash flow, margin. They're the basic ones, but then every business, I would encourage uh, business owners to have a look at what individual KPIs that, if we pull those levers, will start to drive your profit and cash flow up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So I think it's really um, it's just a matter of sitting down with somebody and and brainstorming, and so with your key performance indicators, it's about picking a handful. I like to work with six, but you know, nothing too crazy. And then it's working backwards and saying, all right, so we've picked this particular KPI, what are the activities? What are we going to do to try and move that needle? Yeah. So it's about developing yeah. strategies for that. And then I think the, the missing piece also with KPIs is having it represented in I like to just use a simple piece of paper that we track our KPIs weekly. Um, And it's just really simple. Maybe it's just writing a figure or crossing a chart or something really simple that the business owner can have in their office. Uh, And I prefer paper still because I think it's a little bit easier to, to, something's really satisfying about putting up your numbers at the end of the week and clocking them so you can physically see them. But I think the visual representation is key in you know just getting a big picture of your business
0: yeah and i a lot of small business so those are listening or watching it's not scary metrics and data and kps none of this is scary it's something as simple as how many conversations am i having a week that's my that's one of mine am i having conversations every week to move my sales process forward
1: exactly and
0: then just measuring it. How many did I have this week? Okay, I said I wanted to have 10. I only had seven. What happened? And just being able to see that. And I love that you do paper because it is their satisfaction going, look, I did it.
1: I think um, towards the end of my business, uh, you know, when I sold the pharmacy eight months ago, like I I had it to a, um, a digital level and I was able to, you know, my point of sale was able to spit it out automatically, put it in this beautiful thing. So, you know, when you start working with business owners and in the beginning, it's just so much easier just to fill out a paper and not have too many KPIs. I think six is the maximum that, that I would probably start with because you really can get in the weeds. And, you know, with all the with the stuff I do, it's very simple. So I think we can get, you know, drowned in all the numbers and, and all the complications unnecessarily. <laughs>
0: uh, exactly. And it's, it isn't necessary. It's, and I don't think it matters if you're new in business or you've been in it a few years in business like you said actually getting an outside eye from somebody else to say okay you know where are you what's worked what hasn't worked what did you give time I loved how you said two weeks here two weeks there it's the squirrel syndrome you're just like "Ooh, oh that oh oh someone said that oh I went to this webinar and they said to do this
1: exactly that happened to me all the time in the beginning and you know some it happens to me now sometimes because I just get that that lovely white rabbit syndrome, I'm running around, but it's good. You know, you need to, it happens. You come back and you, you stay on track. And um, ultimately what I love about KPIs is my ultimate aim with my clients is so they can run their business while they're not there. And then, so if you're overseas traveling, you know what metrics to keep on your business. So you can see how your team are doing and um, you know, you can start to adjust things from wherever you are around the world, which is, ideally what I want for my clients yeah so let's
0: let's talk a little systems and processes because I'm kind of I I love systems and processes it makes life easy so how much do you work with your clients or do you recommend obviously if you're talking about stepping away from business using automated type systems and setting those up to really keep the business going because like I said some of us are just by ourselves but it doesn't mean you can't step away
1: exactly so um, one thing that I we I think I always like to start with the business owner and, you know, we do this thing and I'm sure everyone's heard of it, is to do a time audit, um, understand what you're doing on a daily basis and, and then from there uh, over the next week, writing everything down and then trying to understand um, like wh- what are the things that you can outsource, automate, give to somebody else if you're a solopreneur, uh, perhaps a VA. Uh, or if you're running a business, some things that you can give to other staff members. Um, And it's about basically trying to take all your daily tasks away from you. So eventually the aim is that you, the business owner, the entrepreneur is working on such high level stuff where you're really just focusing on growing the business. Um, And I think systems are really, really important because not only does the business run without you, but it's You know, once you, it makes it easy for you to roll out uh, new initiatives throughout your business. If you want to try something new, you already have a documented procedure and system in place. Um, And really, it's the independence of the business owner that makes it really, really fulfilling because, you know, if, for instance, if you want to hire somebody um, to replace that role, and even if it's not your role, you've got an assistant or whatever, um, they can just come over and just take over with a bit of training but essentially all the steps are there for them for for them to do their job basically so um, but yeah i would always start with with the owner and looking at what's what's happening in your day over the course of the week and what we can what we can outsource yeah I think that's
0: that's huge that you know i always come at it from do that okay here's all the things that i do and then i tell people all right Circle the five things that if you didn't have to do them today, you'd give them away. And that's where we start because we all had that thing like, oh, no, I love that part. Oh, no, I hate that part. Exactly. If you don't like it, don't do it. I mean, obviously, it has to get done, but there's so many ways that you don't have to do it yourself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And that's a really tough thing to do for especially small business owners. Um, where, you know, especially if you're a solopreneur and you've just started your business and there, there is a real, um, you know, there's a real pride in like, yeah, I'm doing all of this myself and I'm going to get it all done myself. But I think um, for me and a lot of the clients that I attract, our businesses are about providing freedom and lifestyle. And um, yeah, the sooner we can start setting up systems so we can sort of take a step back, hmm. the, the more we can go and play
0: uh, yeah, because I don't think any of us started our businesses going, yes, I want to work 90 hours a week. Yeah, let me do that.
1: Exactly. We, we exactly.
0: want to travel and play and do the things. So tell me a little bit, once you in your in your business, when you started seeing all of these things, what was the one thing that you were just like, oh my gosh, I get to do this now? Like, is it traveling for you? Or what was that aha when you were just like, that is why I do this?
1: Absolutely. So I'm a I'm a really big lifestyle person. Um, you know, my, my dad was in business and I saw him working a lot of hours and he was unable to take a lot of holidays. So for me, you're right, it was travel. So the first thing I did was um, make sure I only worked in the pharmacy four days a week. So I took three days off so that was great and then from there it was the travel uh love to travel um so I was so fortunate that I got to travel you know um eventually towards the end I was you know three months of the year I could take off and there would be no issue at all and it was you know it was really exciting but they're the main things for me and freedom it's like you know I don't have to there is nothing you know pushing me or pulling me to go into work today like so the shop um can run without me. Patients are getting looked after without me. Everything's running smoothly. And, uh, you know, and I just go there and I just have fun and just work on the the high level stuff is like, you know, how can we make our team better? How can we, um, bring everybody together? How can we continue to grow our business? But, um, yeah, freedom's really big for me.
0: Yeah, no. And I think that for a lot of like, like I said, my watchers and listeners are a lot of solopreneurs. However, I am going to bring this up that, it's still possible to do that, even when it's just you.
1: Yes, yes. In fact, so I'm a solopreneur now, if you will. Um, I, am I? Well, I've got a lot of lot of VAs who are helping me out. So yeah. there's not everything I can do. Yeah. Um, and you know, when when I started this business, I had to go through the same thing, go through all the bottlenecks. Like, I don't know how to do lead magnets on Canva. You know, all the other stuff. So I'm uh, I'm really good at delegating. Yeah. And, I, and I've got a little team of of some amazing people who are helping me.
0: And that's that's the trick is that cuz you you want your marketing so I have to take a week off and oh I'm not going to work with clients that's great. But I still want my marketing to go. I still want the lead magnets Absolutely. to go. I still want the social media posting. I still want the emails, all the things that you still want to happen while you're gone so when you get back, okay, I have a full calendar. I have more conversations and that's that's happening behind the scenes. So I think that
1: Absolutely.
0: Systems and processes are not just for people with teams. It's actually really important for the little guy, us little solo people, to keep our own freedom and our own lifestyle because, again, nobody wants to be
1: Absolutely. It's really foundational stuff. Yeah, I think the sooner we realize that, you know, it it just opens up a world of possibility. It really does. Mm -hmm. And um, you can start, you know, you can start to think a little bit bigger how you can, you know, how you can better serve your community, the better value you can provide just by being able to, you know, leverage yourself.
0: Absolutely. So Alvin, this has been a great conversation. I really enjoyed having you. For my watchers and listeners, what's one way that they could connect with you if they're seeking someone who can just help them get these kinds of things in place for themselves?
1: Absolutely. So the easiest way to get in touch with me is on Facebook. Um, Just search my name. You will definitely find me and just send me a message and we can go from there really easy.
0: Are you a business owner with tips of your own to share? Go to flowworking.net, that's F-L-O-W, working.net, to schedule your episode taping today.